What up, everybody? We are back, Oasis podcast style, and it's Brennan here, and I've got Jaina with me. Hi. And Ben. Yo. So it's the three of us, and we're coming with another topic, coming in yeah. hot, just like Andy Manila and the Cray single from this summer popped off. Which and one, speak, what was that? Speaking coming of what? coming was in hot. Is that just this summer? Is that? I think so. I've never wow, heard that. Wow, it feels like an eternity ago. Shoot, it could have been longer ago. I've never heard that song. Anyways, we're talking about music, and, and it would only be <laughs> correct if we all pull up our Spotify 2020 music reviews and let you know who our top artist was. You know, we couldn't, we can't, I'm going to post it on my Insta story. I'm, of course you guys yeah. are, because you have to. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And then after you do that, we're going to come on here, we're going to talk about it. So who wants to start? My top artist was Elevation for the, for the uh, year. Mm. Uh, number two was Bethel. Um, number three was actually Stephanie Gressinger. Oh, like yeah, her her album that came out last year. Uh, only because Abby listens to it when she we have a joined uh, mm-hmm. Spotify call because we're one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, but top song was Graves in the Gardens. Toto, uh, or Africa. the blessing. Yeah, yeah, Toto by Africa, or Africa by Toto. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I meant. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's good. Uh, that's me. That's uh, I see you praising the Lord over there. It's, it's all Jesus all the time. <laughs> Jaina, you're next. Uh, mine was my top artist was also Elevation. Let's go. Because oh, wow. I did listen to the Graves into Gardens mm. album a ton, so I'm sure just, that that was so good. Mm-hmm. Just all spring. Well, I mean, when when semester. the blessing comes out three days before we leave on spring break, and then yeah. I have the most emotional experience of my life during that trip, and that's the song I cling to. I feel like yeah. the album just is yeah. Gonna, it was I, it was a good album a all around. It's a lot of really good yeah. songs. Good stuff. So, not surprised by that. Let's at just all. Start but also a lot of the worship songs we do here are from elevation for sure so a lot of my listening time is work related so mm, that's <laughs> a good point that's fair that's okay. fair for, for me i had to bring in a switch up number one bethel worship who's that <laughs> <laughs> that's some indie underground band i think <laughs> <laughs> it's called god's place ben oh the tower of bethel oh, wait, i love bethel Bible. music <laughs> i know people have their theological disputes with them but they they'd be putting out some bangers and i, I can't true, i can't though. resist me a good jesus song we so i don't think that's, that's leland that's, who was a part of bethel at really? one point anyways doctor oh, number two was yeah. dr like steve g um he was putting out the oh, fan yeah. white noise for me so <laughs> he came he came in hot at yeah. number two that's so good. I was actually yeah. surprised Sleeping at Last wasn't at the top of ours because Abby listens to him all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah. N- he nice. He's very good. Or Frozen because yeah, children. children. Ben listens to Frozen every day. It's like every time I come up to the office, he's got the soundtrack on. lost in the world. <laughs> the, the, the real goal of this podcast is to see how many times we can get Ben to sing. It's like Ben Jukebox this morning. Just throw out a song. But. Okay, no, no. Let's actually get to it, though. You can call in with your request. one 800 dot 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 one 800 oasis 911 No, wait. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, boy. Why are we talking about music, though? You know, like, what does it have anything to do with Jesus or life? I don't know. You just pulled me in here and said, hey, we got to do a podcast today. And I said, hey, we're doing it on music because my Spotify be popping off. <laughs> And Ben said, okay. <laughs> no, the reality is right here on the Oasis Podcast. We want to address everything related to life or try to from a biblical standpoint and a Jesus-following standpoint. Totally. And music is a huge part of life. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, 
you'd be hearing that music. You go into a store, you'd be hearing terrible music. That's true. Here's a story. Hot topic. <laughs> this might be the longest podcast that we have, and I'm okay with it. We just got to be done, and oh, we got 40 minutes. We're good. Um, every time I've gone to a store with my father-in-law, he will always ask the management to turn the music down. No, <laughs> almost every time. So like, oh my that, that hurts my soul. <laughs> But you got to know, like, too, this was, and I don't think I've been into a store with him for six years, mm-hmm. but like 10 years ago, when I'm first married to Abby, first, takes like day trips to Sioux Falls, go to the mall every time, just hilarious. <laughs> or he'll just walk out and sit in like the uh, couches out in the middle of the walkways. <laughs> it's great. But everywhere you go, we yeah. music, right? Radios, mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I think out of the 1700 people here that work at the church, everyone has headphones <laughs> in all the time. Most yeah. likely listening to music, it. Yeah. but it's just a huge part of life. So we want to address it. We want to talk about it. No, I think that's that's spot on because one, like he said, we want to give you a Christian perspective on it. But even if you're listening and you're not a Christian by chance, like you're still encountering music every day, everywhere you yeah. go. But before we get to some of that kind of idea, we do want to address just our specific Christian audience and what what role does music play in the Christian life, specifically as you follow Jesus? Why? Do we talk about music? Why do we listen to music? Why do we sing music? Why does it take up almost half of all of our church services? Like, what's what's the whole deal here with the the guitar and the piano, the the drum set, you know, all that good stuff? So, are you asking why we do like music through worship in church services? Yeah, sure. Let's go okay. there. First. We'll go there first. Um, well, we know one first and foremost that it's a command of scripture, <laughs> uh, sing to the Lord. As you look at this psalm, it's a tradition of our forefathers of the faith in the Old Testament and New Testament. It's something that was a part of our, our tradition. Mm-hmm. It's always been a part of music. And in the reality, music in and of itself does something in my mind as, as a created gift from God, has a way to communicate to our soul in, in ways that are almost even unexplainable. So when we look at the reality of scripture that says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, music gives us an opportunity to do that, I think, really well, because music, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, touches the soul and emotion. It triggers emotions. It can create emotion in ways that not a lot of other things can. Like, if I'm just talking like this, I'm usually not creating a lot of emotion in people. <laughs> but music <laughs> can do that for people. It is just that powerful. It 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 bypasses stuff and walls that we want to put up in different areas and aspects of our life that are, it just crushes them and, and breaks them down to connect in ways. And God uses it to connect in us, to draw us in, to worship him, to glorify him, to connect with him, to grow in relationship with him. Um, which is, I think why it's a huge part and will continue to be a huge part of the church and why we do it. I would love to see someone listen to stand by me and not shed a tear. Like I've done it. No, yeah. no, you haven't hundred percent stand by me. Yeah. When I'm not strong, keep going. Stand I'm not by sure me. I've ever quite cried during that song. You guys are you guys are cold <laughs> and heartless people. When the commercial comes on, when the, the kids in the wheelchair or something, and there's like dogs, I'm I'm gone. I'm a goner. <laughs> okay, right. back, back to the written. back to the podcast. That's just what in I thought of because that song uh, gets me in the feels. So we said like it's part of the church scene. history. It's a command from God, but there's another one, and I yeah. think Jaina wants to touch on it. So Yeah. I mean, our worshiping in the church through music is a reflection of what eternity in heaven will look like. So good. Um, scripture tells us, Revelation tells us um, that that's what eternity looks like, is, is the beings in heaven gathering together, worshiping, declaring the praise, singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Um, and so that's part of the reason that I think that the church throughout history has 
made it a priority mm-hmm. in the various facets of what that looks like is that we know this is what heaven is going to look like, and so it gives us a glimpse of experiencing the kingdom of God here on the earth mm-hmm. while we worship with the kingdom of God in heaven and mm-hmm. the kingdom of God past and present. It transcends time and space. So, Boom. That's nice. so good. And that's why like, w- when the worship le- team is leading and they, they pull out for a second and it's like mm-hmm. just the voices, that is always so powerful because I think that's such a perfect – like. Such a good, not perfect example of like a heavenly yeah. feeling, yeah, yeah, you know, cool where you're reflection. joined in the, the the angels' voices, the the saints' voices singing out praise. It's so awesome. Not yeah. that the band gets in the way of that, but it just kind of amplifies mm-hmm. it when you pull the band out and it's just the voices. Yeah, so good. The next question, kind of continuing in this talk about worship, as in singing in church services and with the Christian life, is where does the role of like contemporary versus traditional music play into this? I think if we were to have a conversation about church music and not at least address somewhere along the lines this question of contemporary versus traditional, I feel like we'd miss the point and we'd we'd not hit all the buttons for our audience. So I don't know which one of you wants to start this one, but we got to talk about it. Well, there's a right way. <laughs> ben, which one's best? <laughs> that would be dependent upon your preference, Brennan. Mm, that's good. <laughs> so if uh, Jesus yeah. comes back... Which, oh, yeah. which service is he going uh, to? Neither one. He's starting oh. his own. <laughs> uh, he, he, yeah. He's going to temple. All right. Well, well, think about that one, people. Soft trap. There was no traditional or contemporary when Jesus was worshiping in the temple. Mm-hmm. There you go. But if he back, is he in an elevation <laughs> or a Bethel guy? I think that's a good question that we probably should ponder on for at least a couple minutes. Um, I think he would have issues with both, but I think oh, yeah. also he would he would be very happy with both as well. Mm. Um, I think he's probably leaning graves into gardens. The uh, more so, just here's the here's the issue. You no, put up stop. you put up you put up <laughs> graves. To the topic, you man. put up you started this. You put up graves into gardens album versus what was the Bethel album that came out in 2018? Victory, victory. Those two are heavy resurrection, mm-hmm. like hitting hard. That's like I don't know what I don't know where he's going. Um, maybe probably probably Bethel more so because they sing about Lazarus mm. being risen from the grave. So that strikes who's, a chord with Jesus. Way he cried. Yeah, read the Bible, mm-hmm. John eleven. Right. I I got way off track here. Yeah. No. Yeah. Jana, you got to you got to bring us back. <laughs> I tried. There's you, no you stopping. Asked. You asked. Sometimes there's just no stopping. You just got to let you get it out. <laughs> let it let it play out. The question originally <laughs> was contemporary versus contemporary traditional. Contemporary versus traditional. So Jana, if you would like to yeah. somewhere steer us for that. Yeah. What's difficult about these two words is that. People use them in a general term, not knowing that they actually are specific eras, which we don't have that's to get so, into that right really now. Because technically, where we're at right now is post-contemporary. That's, contemporary yeah. was in the like early 2000s. Yep. But mm-hmm. anyway, and traditional is like people use it to literally talk about anything that they're not doing right now, but that that's difficult to define. But anyway, but um, so if you want to have a conversation about maybe which style is better. Um, Again, like Ben kind of said it half-heartedly, but your preference a little bit. But not your preference for the sake of meeting your own needs or your own ego or what you like or being consumeristic, but how do you worship and how do you connect with God and how does God connect with you? Because it's different for different people. Like I would say that I prefer the music we're doing now, but I've been to like liturgical Catholic like services before, and there's something really unique and special about what they do there that connects with different people. I mean, mm-hmm. we have friends who are Catholic who love being in the Catholic Church and the experience that they have in the, that liturgical mm-hmm. setting. And so it's just a matter of how do you connect with God and how does God connect with you, um, more so than which is better. Um, That's good. 
I don't know if you want to add anything. No, that's that. per- that's perfect. I think. I, I mean, I wouldn't. Everything you said was was right on to perfect. I love what you said about not being consumeristic. And the mm-hmm. reality is, like, you can worship with any style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and where you are you at in your heart. Yeah. And you should be able to and not coming at it with, like, man, they didn't do these songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to leave yeah. disappointed. That's where I kind of wanted to, to finish this before we move on to the second half of this podcast is, is what, what advice would you tell people when they're coming to our church service, when they're coming to a different church service, when they're coming into the, the presence mm-hmm. of God through singing and worship? What are we telling people? Like, what's what's the things they should do, look for? Like, is there advice we give here? Yeah, for sure. Worship doesn't happen just on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what helps me be able to worship corporately with the body through music, prayer, hearing of the word, um, is the reality that I've worshiped throughout the week. Yeah. And so when I've done that, I've made it an intentional reality that everything in my life, I'm going to try to do what I can to praise and glorify Jesus. And as I've done that throughout the week, I come prepared in my heart and mind to already come and give glory to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And for me, there is a reality where I, I do connect there's something about the corporate gathering of brothers and sisters in the family of God when we, with one voice, lift up praise to Jesus. There's something in my soul that just moves yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. But I think some of that is I've let go of some expectation of what I wanted to have happen in those, of what maybe even style or song, and just said, no, I've come here specifically to gather with my brothers and sisters to praise and glorify God. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's taken work to not care about contemporary traditional, but I can worship in any setting, but it's more so because I've let go of my preference. I've dropped it. I still have it, and I'll still lean towards one, yeah. but more yeah. so, yeah, worship isn't just on a Sunday morning. It happens all the time throughout your week. And so when you do that, well, I think you can come ready on a Sunday to praise and to give and not have to get through one song and then, okay, now I'm ready. Cause we're in this yeah. halfway through the second song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think too, I, I think about, even as you say that like worship happens all throughout the week and we know that the presence of God is with us all throughout the week, but there's something really significant that happens when we gather in God's house in his presence for the intentional purpose of worshiping that we've, diminish the reverence of. Mm. And we come in lackadaisically without intentionality, without purpose, we don't prepare our hearts, that I think is actually a detriment to us. That, you know, take the time to prepare your heart in whatever way that comes. I encourage the people on my worship team, when they're getting ready to come to practice, take anywhere from five minutes to 30 minutes, whatever you need to just like prepare your heart before you come. Mm. Um, So you're coming knowing what you're coming into, being prepared for that. So you don't have to wait a song, like Ben just said. Um, but even also, like, once you're here, whether you prepared or not, like, how do you engage? That's good. And don't be afraid to do that. I think that some people are really timid. I've had moments where I'm timid to engage in worship for various reasons. But, like, I don't know. My encouragement is don't be afraid. Express your worship to God in whatever way you need to. That's obviously not distracting and, like, <laughs> uplifting of the body as a whole. But... Yeah, I don't know. That's and I think both of those are so good, and especially when they're held in tension to what you what you believe worship is. Like if you if you believe it's singing to God, bringing praise to a heavenly Father, yeah. you can't step into a worship setting just timidly, half heartedly yeah. to maybe sing a couple verses to get through the music songs. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not how you can approach it if you truly believe that what what worship is is singing to your heavenly Creator, yeah. God of all the universe. Like if you pictured Him just. T- glorified in your praises. Like, how can you step into that moment and not give all you have in praise? 
So, or even like with some of the words we've seen. Like I've seen people stand and stare at me cold face while they sing, you turn graves into gardens, you turn yeah. mourning into dancing. And I'm like, how do you or, not, or, like how like are you not? Like when we do set a fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like how it's are like, you not? Do, do I, be- I, or even, yeah, do I yeah. believe what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. that's Like that's do I want that to be a part yeah. of actually what my life to, to look like and be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And am I just going through the motions or am I declaring this with confidence, man? Oof. Let's yeah, go. and so much of that, and we're, we're even tailing into some more. We should probably do another podcast on worship. <laughs> but I've heard pastors really lead well into songs where when you're declaring one, half of it is sometimes you're declaring truth of what you yeah. believe and what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Half the time, it's also, it's a prayer. Yeah. Like you're asking to believe what you're singing, what you're praying. You're asking to feel that. You're asking for God to move on behalf of these words. So when you're singing like Set a Fire and you're not sold out or uh, All to Jesus or what's the song now? I surrender. I, surrender I surrender all. Like when you don't, you don't have that feeling. You're not there yet. But how do you offer that as a prayer? It's good. Yeah. That's so good. And yep. that's just like, that's that's incredible that we can do it in two different ways. Sing mm-hmm. the same words but with a different posture and pe- different people in the room that can mean different things too. But it's still glorifying God. Yeah. I love that. That's good. We're turning the page a little bit here, and we have a second set of questions. Pretty much that came from. The Can Christians podcast. Last week we did a story and some people asked some questions back. And a couple of them came from this idea of music, which is really what spurred us to pick this podcast. And the first question that was asked, but that gets asked a ton, is can Christians or should Christians only listen to Christian music and what role does secular music play in there? So first, let's do, should Christians only listen to Christian music? Yep. If you listen to anything else, you're done. (laughs) (laughs) Ben, I'm done. Come on. Okay, fine. Um, that would be up to the person, which like I, I love, and me and Brenna have had a conversation about this a little bit, but a lot of the podcasts and these topics that we do, we kind of almost end the same way, which is almost how it's set up. Mm-hmm. When you're doing thematic theme or thematic themes, thematic topics, <laughs> like what we do, mm-hmm. the reality is as we look through scripture, there's not a lot that addresses specifically what type of and kind of music should you listen to? I think there are aspects and things that we could take from scripture that we need to apply to everything that we're inputting into our life, inputting as in what we're watching, what we're seeing, what we're listening to, what we're hearing, friends around us, those who influence us. Yeah, you, and didn't, so it's, you didn't see Paul jumping in telling the Corinthian church to turn off the baby. He should have. He would have. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Paul oh, really okay. well because he's my best friend. Um, so should Christians only listen to Christian music? I don't only listen to Christian music, Mm. but that doesn't mean that you should do what I do Mm -hmm. in this aspect. I think there are things that need to be thought through, prayed through and conversed through for you. So if the answer is it depends on the person, how do we help that person make the decision for themselves then? Like where, where do we draw lines? Is there positives in listening only to Christian music? Is there negatives in listening to only Christian music? Like where's this conversation go so that someone can be in listen to this podcast and at least leave with some sense of, okay, I feel like I have a better grasp of that. Yeah. Um, I think some of the positives of only listening to Christian music is that you don't have a lot of negative inputs coming in. Um, generally, most Christian music is positive and uplifting and um, like spurring us on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not always true. There are some that are not talk about, I think we need to talk about that. There are some, do you want to talk about yes. I don't know that much about So it. NF frustrates the crap out of me <laughs> only because any song that i've heard and i haven't listened to all so this is unfair uh, but it's depressing like there are because music is stirs emotion it doesn't mm-hmm. it connects i mm-hmm. think there and this is not just an nf thing it's just any type of music um that we listen to does stir emotion and i think there are definitely christian artists mm-hmm. 
who put out music where it's great yeah be vulnerable and be honest but in some of those types of songs it's like also give hope because that's the reality of who Mm -hmm. we follow in jesus and there's no hope and so it's like they're stirring things on that's like not all christian music is good either and just recognize that Mm -hmm. not even from an emotional thing but also from a truth do you know truth Mm -hmm. do you know what the word of god says are you testing what music is saying theologically and truth wise like is this connect and and match up to what god Mm -hmm. says through scripture you do that with everything including what we talk about on this podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there are definitely like christian music artists who write heretical things in their songs yeah Yeah. so yep yeah so anyway (laughs) The positives can be, like Jana was saying, I mean, it just, when you're listening to worship music consistently and that's kind of all you listen to, or Christian contemporary or Christian pop or Christian rap, whatever. Or apparently Christian trap. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was which is on a my genre. genre for, and I don't even, I, know, I what don't even know what I would have yeah, been listening to that I'm was considered to look that. that. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. I don't even want to look that trap up. trap me into following Jesus. I don't understand. But it's bringing a lot of times, like we're saying, is it's bringing truths about God. It's stirring your affections for God. It's bringing you back into the presence of God. It's it's moving your mind back to God. A lot of times it's refocusing you in your day. Just mm-hmm. aspects of that where it can be super positive. But what's what's the negative side of maybe listening yeah. only to Christian music I, ever? Yeah, this is the same reason that I've heard people say why they don't like communion weekly, mm. is that mm-hmm. sometimes it can lose its meaning. To me, that's yeah. more about where your heart is at and how you approach anything. Yeah. Um, but there's a reality where it could lose its meaning if that's what I'm listening to continuously. Yeah. Um, but that's something that you need to work out. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's a, yeah, I don't know, Brendan, you could talk about burnout. And just well, even your story, talk about your experience you've had. Well, I, well, there's, there's different aspects of my, I've really wrestled with music just as a person, because I, I love music. I love to listen to it and i am so not musically talented but i just like it you know so when it comes to burnout in christian music i'm like i said i'm a huge bethel fan i'm a huge elevation fan so i'll blast their albums all day all the time so you listen to graves in the gardens six seven times a day mm-hmm. and you do it no, i didn't do that aggressive but you know like you listen to it consistently all week and then you get to sunday mm-hmm. and you're sick of the song interesting that's just sometimes yeah. a reality of sometimes if you overplay music and i overplay music all the time <laughs> So that was, that's been a struggle for me is how do I listen to songs I really enjoy and love, especially in the church, and then still enter worship on Sunday morning or Sunday evening, not burnt out on the song that I've been listening to. Answer your own question. Oh, yeah. I just and it's Because I think it comes you're back, not the only one who wrestles and No, exactly. And it comes back to Ben's idea is it's how do you step into the worship setting regardless of song, regardless of style even, and offer praise to God. So then... I don't have to listen to that song on Monday in my Apple like playlist or whatever, but like I, even though they chose it on Sunday morning, I still use that as an opportunity to worship That's and good. praise. But it's a, it's a heart thing, it's a mind thing that you're going to make that decision intellectually to yeah. come in and worship regardless of song. But yeah, that's yeah. that's what burnout's played for me. So, can Christians should Christians listen to secular music? If if we've answered this question where it's like, yeah, you can only listen to Christian music, but a lot of people listen to secular music, yep. and, and should they? Well, should they, again, up to you. I do, and here's why. <clears throat> there, are some, there are some really good songs and artists out there, and I, I do check myself. I listen to majority Christian music, um, but there's some songs that talk about marriage and commitment from artists who I, I don't even think are Christian at all, but they say and express in a way of exactly how I feel about Abby. Hmm. It's like, I love that. And so I'll listen to that and I'll send that to her. Yeah. And it's just like that from a non-Christian secular song that expresses how I feel about my wife 
in a way that to me is not unbiblical. That does not mm-hmm. put put her up above Jesus. It's like I love that, mm-hmm. and it's good. Like I think that's a big thing too. Is it's just it's just really really good. <laughs> and so, can you? Yes. Should you? There's not a problem with it. Um, it just yeah. I think again. Do you know scripture? Do you know truth? Are the themes and what's being talked about? go against what scripture says. And so even talking about like genres and different genres, I don't think there's, I, I personally don't like categor, categorizing Christian versus unchristian music. Cause I think music is just music. It's still about the words and, and message you put behind it that brings meaning to it. And so there's just music and then there's songs. And so it's okay. When I'm listening to this, what is happening in my soul? What is it leaning me towards? What are, what are thoughts being put in my head? Um, and that can happen with any genre. So like one question we got asked was, okay, can we listen to rap? Mm-hmm. And I would say probably not. Cause Brennan really likes it. And I don't like how they, <laughs> just kidding. No, but it's like, I don't think it matters. Genre to me does not matter. What matters is what does the genre, the style and the meaning and message behind the words being put out do in your soul. Mm-hmm. And if it's negative and if it is depressing and if it is whatever anger and rage, Age, lust, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if that's doing something to you, I think you got to check it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and someone did specifically ask about rap, and I think it's a it's a good like guinea pig, you know, to to talk about the genre category because it does have this not connotation that it ha- is more negative, it is more secular, and there's rappers out there who are Christians. Andy Mineo, I mean, we're talking No Big Deal, we're talking yep, Triple E, KB, Lecrae, yep. all those guys, Dwight like, Troop. <laughs> Who will put out some fire music? Like if you if you are a rap person and you listen to Andy Mineo and you and you don't like it, I think you're wrong. Like, I'm sorry, but wow, that's bold. The guy's a baller. Like, and I've seen him so many times in concert. He is so cool. But and I've actually gotten to meet him. He's a sweet dude too. But when it comes to it, I used to be the the biggest, and I still am. I love rap music because I like beat. I like I like the flow. I like all the things. I can't spit a bar, not to save my life. <laughs> But I can. Do you want me to try? Five, six, no. Come on. <laughs> no, I don't want you to try. Will you please let me try? All right, sure, Ben. Right. Go ahead. I need, a, I need you to give me a beat, though. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I told you. No, all right, all right, all right. Sitting in my office with a plate of grilled bacon. Call my man Dwight just to see what was shaking. Yo, Mike, our town is dope and pretty. So check out how we live in the Electric City. They call it Scranton. What? The Electric City. Scranton. What? The Electric That's City. Not, I don't, I, Lazy I don't Scranton, Stop. the Electric Stop. City. They call it that because the Electric City. I hope you guys push the fast forward button and just miss that moment. The city's laid out from east to west, and the public parks and libraries are truly the best. Anyway, poison control if you're bit by a spider. So five, six years ago, <laughs> this is when Drake was like ruling oh, the music man. world. Like he was on top. Yeah. Everything he put out was like a number one hit all over the place forever. Like, and I was the biggest Drake fan ever. Like, I'm serious. I would listen to Drake all the time, consistently. He was the only per- like I lived and died by Drake's music, and I started to see how that was impacting me as a person. How I looked at females. How I treated others, how I treated my friends and my family, what I viewed for value, for success, all of these things when they subconsciously and even consciously, as I sing these words, as I meditate on these words, as it consistently flows through my mind, because that's what music does. Mm -hmm. It has this power in the melody and the words to get into your mind and to be repetitive and to be catchy. So that's what you murmur on. That's what you think about. That's what you Mm -hmm. meditate on all day long as you pour that into you. And I just saw it taking some negative roots in me. 
So therefore, I, I don't listen to that anymore. And I'm not saying you can't listen to that anymore, but I just didn't want that consistently in my head all day long as I interacted with people, as I tried to live according to God's word, as I tried to study and be with him. I don't, I don't want Drake stuff in my mind. That's just not what I was at. That's not where I had it. So I, I swung a lot like really far the other way and stopped listening to pretty much all rap music that wasn't Christian, you know? So, and, and here's why I think that's important. And here's, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't think we're going to go as far as say, here's what you can and can't do, but do you have tests to, to put up? Yeah. And so some of that is thoughts, actions, like how, how does, what does it do to your soul and mind? And what does it make you think on? But some of it too is like, what are you actually putting into your mind? Mm-hmm. Um, Philippians four. And like, this is something that I'll use as as a test and I'm better at it with music than I am at television. And I'll just say that, like I struggle with movies and television, but Paul tells us finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm -hmm. So are the songs that you're listening to that force you to think about those things, are they true or noble or right or pure or admirable mm-hmm. and if not like i think that's a test it's a check yeah. to use from scripture mm-hmm. um that i try to do and i feel like i do well with music not necessarily well with television i need to get better at it mm-hmm. no i think that well, how does it affect you like as a person just ask that question yourself or maybe get others in in your life because i've had this conversation with a buddy of mine just recently he came to me and asked what my opinion was on different secular music and i just had to ask him like what look at your life each and every day as you live, what do you think it's doing to you? Do you see it impacting your thoughts? Do you see it impacting your actions and words? And you have to answer that question really authentically because a lot of people will think, oh, no, it's not a big deal. You know, it's not affecting me. But if you really look closely, is it? And if, it, and if it's not, like, that's fine. Continue to do what you feel like God's saying is okay for you. But if it is, sometimes it's hard time to deal with the hard truth and to move away from some of that and into something else. But... Any, anything yeah. else really to add here? Is there positives in listening <laughs> to secular music? Yes. Um, one of our friends talked about not that long ago um, about how he was only listening to Christian music and then found himself in a situation where he felt like he couldn't connect with other people because he didn't know about, or he just wasn't listening hmm. to like secular music or watching TV or something like that. And he felt like he couldn't connect with the people in his life about the things that they were interested in and have conversation because he was so disconnected from the thing. Um, so I think that one of the positives is that it gives you a point of connection for other people and talking. And, and maybe that's like something you can use in a healthy way again if the music isn't yeah. bringing you farther away from Christ, I guess. No, I think that's good. And and people have argued that it like helps you see the the temperature of culture. Like yeah. It'll show you kind of the reality of the way people are living, what's mm-hmm. important to them. And I agree with that, but also it's like you could find that other ways. Yeah, you know, it's you pretty could. easy to show that the world values success in the form of money. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't need to listen to a, a rap song to understand that. Yeah. But any any advice here at the end that you give people for the idea of secular music? I, well, I think... Uh, just in music in general, mm-hmm. like it's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> and just like any other gift given, like food or art or entertainment, sport, like all of it can be used in a beneficial way or a negative way. Mm-hmm. And so just recognize how are you using this thing? Uh, what What is it as a from an input standpoint doing to your soul, to your mind? How is it helping you grow? And your faith as a follower of Jesus mm-hmm. um, is really, really important. And so just <laughs> check yourself in it. Um, Know what scripture says. Mm-hmm. Know what's being spoken. Truth, whether from Christian or unChristian music. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and then then mine is just don't make your rules other people's rules. Yeah. And this comes what's, from, what's that called? That's called legalism. Dang. <laughs> but essentially this comes from my personal experience. Like I said, huge into secular music, became a Christian and kind of faded the other way. Stopped listening to any secular music at all. And I remember a, a specific conversation I had with an individual where they were talking about secular music and I just spoke up and gave my opinion in this form of legalism and told them how I didn't believe Christians should listen to secular music. And I remember the tension and the hurt that was caused in that moment by me trying to force my rule on that person because they didn't feel that way. They didn't feel at all that way. And I, I caused strife in that relationship by trying to for, like, force that on that person. And now as I look at my life, I've, I've been able to see where God has given me grace to kind of float the line a little bit more and to be more free in what I listen to because I feel like I've reached a place of Christian maturity that I can listen to some of that and not have it impact me. Like one of my favorite bands right now is AJR. Like, And they put out some stuff that's not necessarily perfect, you know, it's not, it's not perfect by any means, but it's not necessarily Christian at, either, at, at all. And I can listen to that because there's emotions that it evokes in me and there's a, there's different things that I connect with that I, I love about their stuff. But I can listen to that because I'm at a place where I can reflect on my relationship with Jesus and be there. But five, six years ago, I couldn't do that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Like it ch- has changed for me through the seasons. When, I, when those things would impact me in a way that it would change the way I'm living, the way I'm speaking, the way I'm seeing people, it doesn't do that for me now. So I can go back to it. But that's just that's my story. That's how it's worked for me. And now when people ask my opinion on secondary music, I ask a lot of questions. Yeah, that's good. I don't give a lot of advice. I don't tell people a lot of things to do. I want to know what their story is. I want to know what their impact is. Because I think yeah. you can answer the question by letting them answer the question. Yeah, they'll answer for themselves. Oh, yeah. Yep. They, they know somewhere yep. in them if they should be listening to it or not. Yep. Final pieces of advice, or are we good to go? Wrap it up on the music. Let's wrap it. Yeah, let's yeah. wrap. So, Ben, jingle jingle <laughs> to get us out of the Oasis podcast. I already did it. It's, it's Jane or your turn. You guys got to do oh, something here. I sing all the time, so. Oh, that's true. Boom. That's true. I can keep going with Lazy Scranton if you want. No, please. Um, the Oasis podcast is now over. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We Plenty will see of space you in the parking lot, but the little cars go in the compact spot. 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 Spot.